Hello, and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and today we're continuing to celebrate Dino Month, self-proclaimed, with Mm -hmm. every millennial's most traumatic experience, the land before time. (laughs) Yay, yay, yay. Wow, this movie was strange. I loved it. I've probably seen it a hundred times. Yeah, like so not actually I. exaggerating. So many times. It was so um, weird because so much of it yeah. was gone from my head, but so mm. much of it was still in there. So much of it was still there. I smell. I smell. I smell ducky. <laughs> probably one of the top movie quotes in my house of my lifetime. Oh yeah, no, we yeah. said yep, 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 yep. It was one of the ones that my mom banned. Oh from really? Us saying yeah. Yeah. And, um, and also howdy, howdy, howdy. So we may have told yeah. this story when we did Rescuers Down Under. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You should not eat talking trees. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I fly? God. So good. I fall. Oh. <laughs> Man, they're all just so cute. They are pretty cute. Except Sarah. Well, a lot. yeah. But that's the she gets. She's good at the end. She, has, she yes. goes on a journey. She does. She has character growth. Uh, yeah, so The Land Before Time is an animated movie that came out in 1988. It is a Lucas Spielberg production, which is yeah. insane. Very rare. Yeah, other than, you know, Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's animated and not a musical, although there is a really terrible sound of, song on the end credits. Yeah, by Diana Oof. Ross. It was rough. Apparently it's a karaoke mm-hmm. like classic in Japan. I couldn't explain if I tried. I did not listen to all of it. I turned it off. Me too. I think I was trying to remember, did we have the like actual from the store VHS or did we have it taped? And I think we had both at various points, probably like, mm. yeah, I don't know. There's also a bajillion sequels yep. and video games and TV series. And I don't really understand why. Me either. Like, well, there's lots more characters as a, what, even just from reading the trivia on this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. movie, they're like talking about lots of different characters. And somehow in my research, I ended up on the Land Before Time Wikia. And <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in there about mm-hmm. all sorts of different kinds of trees. And like, okay, well, I think this is a thing that people yes. are obsessed with, which is fine. If you want to yeah. obsess about a movie about dinosaurs, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I don't have any recollection of watching any of the other ones, although I'm sure we did watch the sequels because, yeah, mm. we went to the video rental store and would have wanted to watch them. I'm quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, why we watched it so much because, like, it is sad, although I think once you watch it more than weekly, that sadness would, mm-hmm. you'd get immune to it. It might be that it's 69 minutes. Sorry, that, that was wasn't, good. What that I was wasn't supposed to be, like, a nice, a funny joke. It was No, no. It's like... It's, it's really short. short. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, mom, we want to watch a movie. Okay, we'll watch Land Before Time because it's 40 minutes shorter than anything else and I yeah. want you to go to bed. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was my guess too, was like, it's short. There's no singing. It's not that obnoxious. We mm-hmm. could all agree on it. Yeah. 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 We watched it lots. I was always sad that Sarah, the possibly Triceratops, we'll get into that, that yeah, that she's like the villain not really like kind not of the villain, villain or like antagonist. the antagonist the antagonist um the antagonist and like also the really bratty one that always yeah, made me does, sad because yeah but that's okay she also goes through the most character growth that's <laughs> true yes um and i mean i'm not saying i wasn't bossy as a seven-year-old 
<laughs> I'm a big sister. Of course I was bossy as exactly. a seven-year-old. <laughs> it's the rules. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through the characters and talk a little bit about what possible real-world species they are. Mm-hmm. So the star of this movie is Littlefoot, who is a long neck. And mm. in when we watched it, would have been a brontosaurus. And now is an apatosaurus and the differences is you have different ears on here yes okay okay you tell me if you've done this okay so apatosaurus so originally they like there was a dinosaur that they gave the genus apatosaurus and then some other people found the same dinosaur and called it brontosaurus Mm -hmm. and then they realized later that what we were calling brontosaurus is actually apatosaurus and then in like 2015 they realized that no actually some of what we were calling brontosaurus are actually different species than all, or a different genus oh. than the Apatosaurus. So there are two actual genuses, um, Apatosaurus and Brontosaurus. They're all very closely related. They're all sauropods or like the giant long-necked mm-hmm. dinosaurs. And they all kind of overlapped, which is why, yes, on our list of when the different genuses were around, they are different. Yes. It's interesting. So mm-hmm. if I but was... they're very, very similar other than yeah, like some morphological, there's if not really any difference. If I found myself in Jurassic Park, would I be able to tell the difference? Unlikely. Unless I was yeah. with Sam Neill. Yeah, dream. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what the difference is. Yeah, it's unclear. I think okay. they basically took a bunch of the dinosaurs that were in this like one genus that was Brontosaurus and then Apatosaurus, and then realized that there's enough differences that they could put them into two genuses. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Which is fair. And as we know, look, we can't do di- dino DNA, but yeah, we know from real world, not that dinosaurs aren't real world. We know from right now world on the Whale Tales podcast that the ver- the little things actually do sometimes make different species. So making a new genus, if you have lots of bones and some of them are different, is a possibility. Yeah, yeah. And it's also very controversial because like, it's like, was this done just because people are so used to the name Brontosaurus? Brontosaurus. Yeah. We would have yeah. gotten over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can do things. Yeah. And, you know, the people who love dinosaurs the most are two-year-olds, so yeah. they know how to say they, they can figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. my two-year-old nephew can say Patasaurus. He can't say yeah. my name, but... <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, man. <laughs> what does he see every day? Pictures of Brontosaurus. <laughs> Hundreds of times a day. Yeah. So they, yeah, they're all plant-eating. Yep. Long very necks. large, long necks. Long tails. Yep. Sort of... I was thinking, like, similar ecological niche to, like, elephants. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Uh, So next up, we have Sarah, who is maybe a Triceratops. It's very controversial in the the fandom of (laughs) Land Before Time, um, because she only has a single horn on her head Mm -hmm. instead of three, but her parents have three. So then it's like, oh, is that like a secondary sexual characteristic that evolves or that develops later in life? Who knows? Undetermined, hard to tell from fossil records because like the bones could be there, but they're under skin. Mm -hmm. Yes. So she's some sort of Triceratops-esque dinosaur. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah, yeah, they're in the like family Ceratopsidae, so she's one of them. One of them. I think yeah, they I have saw in, in the short trivia, too that she also has different bone horn numbers in the sequel. Oh yes, I saw that too. Yeah, so it is confusing. Triceratops. There's a whole bunch of different species of Triceratops. How you tell the difference? It's all about like the ratios of the horns and the number mm-hmm. of frills, and yeah. they all. Have, yeah, it's kind all very of like complicated. How you tell the difference between a lot yeah. of species and a genus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so they were also herbivores, but they had a head that was low to the ground, so they ate things that were low to the mm-hmm. ground. Um, but also they might have been able to knock over plants with their big horns. Like that might have been one of the reasons to have oh, yeah. a big um, that big frill. But also defense, defense and secondary sexual characteristics like courtship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Ceratops are cool. Yes. Yeah. Then we have Petrie, who is a pterodon, not a pterodactyl. Pteranodon. Pteranodon. And yep. pteranodons are a genus of pterosaur, which are flying mm-hmm. reptiles. So pterodactyls and other ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it is a pterosaur, which is not a dinosaur. Something that Correct. we don't talk about often. We just lump them all together for ease. But all dinosaurs yes. belong to one of two groups within Dinosauria. Yeah, ooh, I can't say these words. Saurischia or Ornithischia. And that excludes pterosaurs. But of course, pterodons and pterodactyls are featured in all dinosaur media and strongly associated with dinosaurs, just like ichthyosaurs and basically everything that was reptilian looking and lived a long time ago, but not necessarily together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into all the date ranges later. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have Spike, (laughs) who is a stegosaurus. For some reason, doesn't talk. No. Just eats and grunts, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eats lots of cows. Or eats lots of cows. Eats lots of plants. (laughs) Like a cow. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there's lots of species of stegosaurus. They have like the overlapping plates along their back. Very cool looking. I like them a lot. We talked a bit about stegosaurus. In our previous episode, Lost World, yeah, we liked them so much they yes. had to put them in, Again. The, in the movie for mm-hmm. forty-five minutes or something. Yes, also herbivores, mm-hmm. good at grinding things like plants and mostly grasses. Yes. Um, again, head, head low to the ground. to the ground. And also just looking at this picture of a skull, small brain cavity. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have Ducky, who's a Parasaurolophus, maybe. Or perhaps another crested hadrosaur. This is yeah. like the most controversial subject in the Land Before Time mm-hmm. fandom. There was a lot of stuff <laughs> that I didn't read. And it has to do with yeah. crests and head skulls and all sorts of different things. And whether or not certain species have crests or not. And they yeah. talk about it a lot, even in the IMDb trivia. And I'm like, this is the 70 minute animated movie (laughs) (laughs) and also you can't x-ray an animated character as far as i know last time i (laughs) checked look at their bones and literally one of the main characters has different numbers of horns depending on which movie you watch so maybe yes anyway Mm -hmm. paris uh parasaurolophus Parasaurolophus means near crested lizard and it's herbivore and it has a crest on his head. Yeah. And that's really the big thing about that. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So like they all, well, I mean, the Brontosaurus definitely has like the biggest distinction in terms of ecological niche. Uh, So you might think like, oh, like they can all go together and it'll be great. Except that like there's millions of years Mm. between most of them. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. The most, the earliest species were Stegosaurus and Apatosaurus, Brontosaurus. They were sort of in the like 150 to 155 million year ago range. Brontosaurus might have lived up until like 146-ish million years ago. 
great. And then after that, we've got pteranodons that were about 85 million years ago. Then um, Parasaurolophus, the hadrosaur uh, ducky, was about 76 to 73 million years ago. And then Triceratops was 68 to 66 million years ago. So with the exception of Spike and Littlefoot, there was like millions of years, mm. tens of millions mm -hmm, of years mm -hmm. in most cases between any of these species. Yeah. So the fact that they might have like used overlapping ecological niches and like competed for food, they, they were not overlapping because of millions of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They did not so, compete with Turns other. out to not be a problem. No. At all. Oh, and then our villain of the picture. Oh, can you guess? The sharp tooth. Um, the evil, evil, evil T-Rex who doesn't talk and just wants to eat baby dinosaurs would have lived about 68 to 66 million years ago. So maybe all, would have overlapped with Triceratops. Maybe. And that is all. Yeah. Which is maybe why Triceratopses have all of those things. I don't know. Exactly. That up, but I'm yeah. sure someone else has thought about it before. Yeah, like I don't think you'd have a giant dinosaur like a brontosaurus and a T-Rex at the same time, because the brontosaurus can't really very well defend themselves. As we found against. out in this movie. Yes. Two emotional Indeed. feelings. So many feelings. This Ugh. is a problem in all of Jurassic Park movies as well, which we've probably mm -hmm. talked about. And I think also when we talked in Ice Age. Oh, yeah. Just, that there was like yeah. gajillions of years mm -hmm. between all the just, different species you know, that they had. People are like, old time. Sure. Yes. Let's do that. Yeah. We talk about Flintstones, but that's, you know. <laughs> we might talk about Flintstones someday. <laughs> so one of the first things I noticed, they talk a lot about the beginning and how the land is dying. And also when you watch this as an adult, it's kind of a parable like for religion mm -hmm. and going to heaven a little bit. It's weird. Yeah. But yep. so Littlefoot is the only Apatosaurus, Brontosaurus born mm -hmm. in his family, which only seems to be three, even though everybody else seems to have a big clan. Yeah. When they all start migrating or moving. So that is what it is. Like, you know, if the species was dying off, that's something. But yeah. he has a mother and a grandmother and a grandfather, but no mm -hmm. sperm donor. Um, yeah. Which found... I could see if it was confusing. like mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, uh -huh. but it's like a matrilineal society. Yep. Um, I did just have a thought, though, and maybe this is a good place to talk about like range expansion and things like mm. young male sea otters. Oh, yeah. And I mean, this is not at all how sea otters work, uh, where the male comes back to like rear the uh, young. No. But basically what's happening in as sea otters are expanding their range, it's not really into new range, it's into range that they lost due to hunting through the 18th and 19th century. Um, and probably later than that. So they're re-expanding their range like into the central part of North America, the Pacific coast. And it's really the young males that come and like try out the areas. And then if that works out well, maybe after a few years, year-round populations come. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, the males come when it's not breeding season. They go back to where the main population is, be a sperm donor, and then go back and try out this new this new range. So, it could be something similar to that. Yeah. But then that doesn't explain why there's a grandfather no, around. No, it doesn't. And that's fine. But, like, yeah. if it was something like that, that would make total sense. But, yeah, the grandfather thing mm -hmm. is weird. Complicates it. It's like... Did the grandfather also the father? Is this what's happening? Because mm. that, 
you know, it's like with orcas. Happens. It definitely happens with cetaceans. Yep. All sorts of cetaceans and lots of other kinds of animals. Yeah. Which is thought of like why one of the reasons that the males don't stick around mm-hmm. is like to have yep. more genetic mixing. But if the population is getting small, then you also have yep. less and less. Yep. Got to make the babies. So. Yep. That's why a- yeah. asexual reproduction exists. Because you're like, got to mm-hmm. make the babies, but there's literally nobody else here. So. Yep. <laughs> so. Nature finds a way. Hey! <laughs> so Oops. speaking of migration, how did mm. they know to go to the Great Valley if the little foot's yeah. mom has never been there and only she talks about it because she's the only adult character, but everybody seems yeah. to know where they're going. Yeah, they all seem to know where they're going. I mean, so we've talked, I think, a little bit about multi-generational migration. Uh, mm-hmm. Monarch butterflies are really famous for doing it. It takes them like three-ish generations to get from northern Canada to Mexico. But that's pretty different because, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's one migration, yeah. but it's done by many generations. Whereas this is like these individuals that have never been there know how to get there mm-hmm. based on like landmarks and stuff. And animals do use landmarks to navigate yep. for sure. But yeah, how would they have communicated that? I don't know. It's just one of those questions. I'm not saying it's impossible, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then again, how would they have known to go? All of them knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the different species all the different too. Species knew. So yeah. yeah. Well, and it's also when you get to the the Great Valley, it looks like the geology of it. Like it's a it's a very um, U or not U shaped valley, but it's like very straight on the sides and then flat at the bottom. So it doesn't look like a river valley or a glacial valley. It looks to me like a rift valley. So it's like the two continental plates are separating mm-hmm. and there's a there's a hole in the middle and then it becomes land. There's a very famous rift valley in Africa is like one of them, but there's oh. I'm sure there's lots of them around. Yeah. Huh. Well Yep. And that's yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what it looked like to me. If it's like probably not intentional, but maybe who knows. But yeah, because it didn't look like a, it, I mean, there was a river going through it, but it didn't look like a valley that was carved mm-hmm. by a river yeah. or a glacier. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So. So. So maybe it's like a new habitat that didn't exist like a million years ago. So. Maybe. Who knows? Know. It's very confusing. Yeah. Also, we think about like plate tectonics in like prehistoric times as like happening faster than they do right now, but. They didn't. We no, just have the ability to look back on yeah. it and be like, oh, this happened and then that happened. And we just don't have any concept of yeah. how many years. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly yeah. how people 100 years from now will look back mm-hmm. at what's happening right now. Exactly. Like, yeah, this happened from oh. this time to this time, which is hopefully it was so short. soon time. And, soon time. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Indeed. yeah, that happened. And here we are living on here Mars. We are. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> so Apatosaurus is like we all said, they're all the species were herbivores. So mm-hmm. we did try to look a little bit into what the tree star might have been. Mm-hmm. The wiki said it was a sycamore, which like they do have well, we don't actually see the tree. We don't see the plant, we just see the leaf. Just see the leaf. And so, it's a wide leaf with pentaradial yeah, with tree. Yeah, five-part five part radial symmetry. Yeah. So sycamores aren't yeah. bad, but they do—they are wide and they do have lobes, I guess. So yeah. That's what you call them. I don't know anything about trees, guys. Sure. Plants. <laughs> Plants. The the one um, hmm, problem with that is <laughs> that when Littlefoot was around 152 million years ago, angiosperms, which are like flowering plants, including trees like sycamores or really any uh, deciduous tree, uh, had basically just evolved. Like angiosperms, like the whole angiosperm thing. So I don't even know if there were any angiosperm trees right away because it was mostly like 
flowers. Tiny flowers. Yeah, like bushes with flowers. Yeah, shrubs. Um, And then by 100 million years ago in the sort of Cretaceous period, angiosperms went crazy and there was like massive trees like sycamores, I'm sure. And like maybe not that specific species of sycamore that we have now in North America, but like sycamore-like trees and stuff. So it's way more likely that Apatosaurus was eating things like ginkgo trees, Mm. cycads, um, horsetails, which you still have horsetails around. They're usually like really small in sort of marshy areas. Um, But back in the late Jurassic, they were gigantic. Yeah. Um, They would have had like ferns, mosses, algae, fungus, all that kind of stuff. But very unlike, oh, and conifers, a few like early conifers, like Mm. uh, pine tree kind of trees. Um, But yeah, no... No sign of large angiosperms uh, until more like 100 million years ago. So hmm. who knows? Maybe it was like a weird ginkgo with a different shaped leaf. It's true. Ginkgo leaves are pretty crazy. There's yeah. only one species left of ginkgo, so who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know enough who about ginkgos. Knows? Literally all I know is that there's only one species. And yeah. how to identify the leaves because they're everywhere here. And that yeah. there's a ginkgo tooth leafed with. Mm-hmm. That's what I know because that's where my yeah. knowledge is. <laughs> Yeah. Ocean plants only. Yeah. <laughs> Ocean plants um, only. So now I'm going to uh, hop back up on my soapbox and talk about <laughs> why do people think the T-Rexes are evil all the time? It's a T-Rex hyena soapbox. And Indeed. This one was the worst, I think. Last week was, or yeah. last episode was ridiculous with the two of them, but at least they had motivation yes this one he's trying to eat five juvenile dinosaurs which were like super small so tiny oh yeah um yeah we'll get into the size of baby mm. apatosaurs maybe after right after this yeah. but yeah so teeny tiny baby dinosaurs like ducky and petrie like what that's yeah it's like an olive especially petrie because yeah. like because he's a mostly you know, skin. hollow bones yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like eating a piece of parsley basically yeah and he's wasting yeah. All of his energy. So like, much so energy. much energy. He doesn't yeah. even eat Littlefoot's mom, which I understand would be very traumatic. But still, that's yeah. a huge meal that could last forever. There was... Yeah, no kidding. Or at least, like, a leg. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, like, no, T-Rex were, like, eight and a half to 14 tons. Yeah. So... So... Yeah. And he is, like, really presented as dumb. Like, they really lean into the short arms thing. And... Yes. Like, he's kind of animated, kind of like King Kong. Not King Kong. Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla. Like, he runs yeah. kind of weird and he shakes his head strangely. Like, he's just, he's made to look dumb and evil. Yeah. Which, okay, yes, this is a children's movie that's 70 minutes long and whatever. And from the perspective of <laughs> herbivores. Of, of herbivores. <laughs> and, like, as an herbivore, yes, T-Rexes are evil. Blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. like, this is just yeah. out of control. I just... I would just like at some point to see like a bit of nuance and maybe Lion King does a better job than this, but mm-hmm. still not great because the whole hyena thing. Yeah. But in terms of talking about like predators aren't evil because they eat other animals, they are, they eat other animals because that's what they eat. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like having more nuance about that. And like, I say that as like, we're both vegetarian who choose not to eat animals. It's not like we're so, like wanting this to be like, you know, pro eating animals exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's more about like pro like Predators are animals too. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be our first merch. <laughs> predators are animals too. Uh, yeah, and well, it's the whole like Jaws thing too, yeah, right? Like totally. just because it has the 
like natural instinct to eat other animals doesn't mean it's evil yeah or out to get you no. or whatever it the just, only movie it that makes what it sense eats. is deep blue sea because the sharks are smart and they want to yeah. kill the humans on purpose otherwise yes because the humans were no evil sense. <laughs> yes. no sense from a metabolism yeah. point yeah. of view. Yeah, to go eat a, a piece of parsley. Yeah. yeah, so there's a scene at the very beginning where teeny tiny baby Littlefoot like curls up on the back of his mom's neck. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like very, I was very judgy about the size ratio of the animation. But then, but then, but then I looked and apparently sauropod eggs, I didn't find anything specific about about like a, a patasaurus or brontosaurus, but generic sauropod eggs were about the same size as goose eggs. What? Whereas a full grown apatosaurus is like 16 to 22 tons. That's insane. So, there's basically no correlation between adult size and egg size because it's just about like, they just grow really fast. Yeah. Is the answer. But huh. yeah, so they start out small. So yes, might've even not been a newborn little foot that was curled up on the back of oh mummy sauropods. That's so Yeah, weird. little foot's mom's necks. Yeah. So like, especially so when you think about like, a like let's say a 10 t- ton T-Rex eating like even... A, like a full size goose, not a baby goose. Oh, like, yeah. That's nothing. They weigh, I don't know what a goose would weigh, like less than two kilos. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. a patasaurus would weigh more than a goose because they don't have hollow bones. Yes. Yeah. They don't have hollow bones. But, but even still, yeah. So if you scale that up, it would be the size of like a small dog. Yeah. Exactly. Or a, me- a medium sized exactly. dog. It's medium sized dog, like a border collie. Yeah. It's like the T Rex eating the dog in last episode. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's not a meal. Ridiculous. It's a moose bouche. Yes. It's a moose. Yes. <laughs> and then we haven't really talked about Spike, yeah, which is so sad because Spike's real cute. I don't know why he doesn't get to talk, but I guess they just needed a they needed like a, a background character. Yeah. yeah, they needed some muscle. <laughs> um, there was too much otherwise like disagreement. So, but I did like that. Um, so Spike hatched from his egg, like in a little nest, or not really a nest, but in like a patch of grass. And then it turns out that that grass was exactly what he wanted to eat, which is such a good parenting strategy. Uh-huh. I couldn't really find any evidence of birds or reptiles doing this. Birds usually lay their eggs in nests and then are there to look after the babies. Reptiles usually lay their eggs somewhere a little bit warm, like turtles in like warm sand, um, etc. But who knows? Who knows? I didn't, you know, I didn't do like a massive research look either into this. But lots of insects will lay their eggs like right on or very near food that their hatchling will eat. So like butterflies will basically exclusively lay their eggs on a specific species of plant that is like the top food for their caterpillar. Oh. And the, so then the caterpillars hatch and they just start chomping down. That's so yeah. smart. Yeah. So Spike's parents, just like butterflies. Yeah. Good job, Spike's parents. Good job. Yeah. Unknown. And then, yeah, Spike gets adopted by Ducky's parents or Ducky's mom at the end. Yeah. yeah oh, so adorable. cute. Aww. Yeah. With all the little... Ducky's siblings. Yeah. So cute. So one of the momentous scenes in the movie mm. is when they're all sleeping and they go sleep with Sarah and they're like, we are your friend, Sarah, even though you're yeah. a jerk who needs to go through yep. some character development and be nice so you can get to heaven. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Stop being so judgmental. Yes. And anyway. speciesist. <laughs> yeah. And then they decide to... Ducky decides to go sleep with Littlefoot because everybody's snoring and it's adorable. And then they all go sleep with him and Sarah wakes up and is cold, like to the point of shivering because she's sleeping by mm-hmm. herself on a rock. So that seems overdramatic in the first place because it's an animal who lives outside. 
And if yes. you shivered that much when you slept by yourself, you would die automatically. Yeah, so, many, many generations ago. Yeah. I looked it up and it seems that the answer is nobody knows, which is yeah. not surprising considering we don't have the insides of the dinosaurs. Yeah. We just have the in insides. Yes. Um, so we don't know if they were cold-blooded or warm-blooded or either. They could have been something else. Yeah. They had, could have had different metabolisms um, that are different than how modern cold-blooded and warm-blooded animals work or mm-hmm. they could have had a couple of different kinds of metabolisms this is a page just about dinosaurs which we just talked about how pterodactyls etc are not actually dinosaurs so it's even more confusing anyway Indeed. nobody really knows judging by the size yes. of the animals i would probably say it would be some kind of fat reserve but also maybe yeah, also maybe. uh cold-blooded and they like sun we don't know because yeah. we can't ask them we so, cannot, but I will say that shivering would not be what they would do to stay warm. No. Because um, shivering is a mammalian thing that we do to, like, move your muscles, like, mm-hmm. trigger your muscles to move to produce heat. Yeah. Yeah. You're not shivering because it's cold. You're shivering to keep yourself warm yeah. because it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, even if she was cold, she wouldn't shiver because that's a that's a mammal thing. Mm-hmm. So. And not, I don't, I think even not all mammals have, like, a shiver response because it depends, like, where they evolved. Hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Never thought about, like, a giraffe shivering. That would be weird. Oh, it's so sad. I know. Because they're so scrawny. I know. We got them a scarf. <laughs> oh, no. The scarf has to be so long. Anyway, I think that's most of what I had to say, except Lion King totally ripped this movie off. Yes. And true fact. There's true fact. the wise old dinosaur, which I don't ever mm. know what it was. Ruder? I don't know what the species is, no. but the character's name Says, is Ruder. Like, explains the circle of life to Littlefoot. And yes. then at the end... Uh-huh. His mom appears to him in a cloud and gives him all the answers. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, Disney. Yeah, I guess you, the Lion King is based on Hamlet and this and this movie. Um, I did really like it. Like, yeah, there's the heaven thing, but it's also like these kids from different backgrounds like come together and yeah, work yeah. together for a common goal and become friends and blah blah blah. Yeah, I was thinking and save about their species. this morning. I was like, it's seventy minutes and it's for children. So yeah. is it the mm-hmm. fact that they have to be very obvious with the issues and yes. the predicaments and storylines yes or is it no that subtlety i am too biased now yes both, both. but yeah there, there's there's no time for subtlety in a 70 minute animated no, movie definitely not <laughs> like, and also nobody was looking for subtlety it was about dinosaurs exactly <laughs> i was looking for subtlety and nope, that's nope, why nope. i love jurassic park there's no subtlety <laughs> in that either i was gonna say what <laughs> somebody make me a subtle dinosaur movie it has deep themes and deep themes of and the t-rex is the hero indeed that's what i'm looking yeah. for in my life yeah oh someday someday yeah if you know such a dinosaur movie reach out to us on social media yes. we're at nature finds a pod on facebook instagram and twitter or you can check out our website naturefindsapod.com this ends our first ever dino month but don't you worry we'll be back with no more land before time sequels next dino month I promise you that we'll find other things (laughs) to talk about. Uh, In the meantime, we'll be back in two weeks to celebrate a not self-proclaimed social media holiday. And we talk about the animals and creatures in season two of The Mandalorian. Yay! Yay! Oh, and in the meantime, stay stay science-y, friends! friends.